Hey everybody, welcome to the Remnant Godcast. I'm excited because this is going to be a powerful and anointed show. And people say, well, Todd, you say that about every show. Well, that's true because there's an anointing. But no, I really believe today's special um, because we're, we're going to be tackling a very controversial issue here in the state of California, but it affects us not only in the United States, but I know friends in Canada that are dealing with similar situations. I know friends in Australia, in, in Europe, and in the European Union. So this is a pervasive subject of the hour, and I think it's a good one that we debate and discuss here on the program today. So I'm going to play a little a clip. This is a recent clip. Uh, regarding the controversial LGBTQ curriculum that's been approved by California's school district. This, this particular clip is referring to the FAIR Act, which took effect in 2012. But this continues to uh, advance. And uh, as you know, there is a one party that is in control of the state of California. So there's you know little opposition unless citizens, parents, grandparents, and others get involved. So let's listen to this clip real quick. I am speaking for the children. I think it's a symptom. I wish you would look at the cause. I never once saw myself represented in textbooks. We are on the front lines of trying to help our youth. A debate that lasted four hours at the Elk Grove School Board meeting. It was very much a struggle at the age of seven. That's roughly third grade. Children need to know things, and sometimes it's difficult conversations. They're divided over a proposed curriculum for kindergarten to eighth graders. If our children can be taught about same-sex pioneers, they should be taught about Jesus Christ at a young age. The suggested K-8 social science and history curriculum is to comply with a FAIR Act that took effect in 2012 statewide. It requires schools to reference contributions by people with disabilities and members of the LGBTQ community. Some argue the material introduces sexual topics at a young age. Well, I believe that, uh, <clears throat> you know, they shouldn't teach it in school because they're forcing it on them in a way and let the kids, you know, be kids and do their own thing. However, others are in support of it. And I think the more diverse uh, education we can offer, the more chance we have to inspire a diversity of students and future leaders. Over the course of several months, people had a chance to take a look at the books and about 180 people gave feedback to the school district on what they read. Many of them showed up tonight, hoping the board sides in their favor. I think. All right, so we're going to cut it right there. I want to welcome to the program Linda Wright. Now, Linda is a friend, and she's also in ministry. But today we're going to talk about the fact that she's a mother and a grandmother. Linda, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Pastor Todd. It's great to be here. Well, it's so great to have you, and I thought what a perfect person to have today to discuss this debate here in the state of California. Like I said, it's affecting uh, people all over the country, though, and around our world right now. Now, I know you recently just went to a school board meeting, and I want to give you an open forum here to discuss what you discussed there. So I'm going to give you the floor right now, and you talk about what's on your heart. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been kind of stirring in me for about the last month that even though my kids have gone through the district and they've grown and, and, and it was many years ago, it, it's, I've been more enlightened to how, I'd say, how horrible it's become. Yes. The changes of the Department of Education. And I really believe that as a Christian and as a citizen that I had to get back involved. Yeah. I still had a right to see what's going on. I've got grandchildren. I have friends who still have children in the district because they're younger than I am. Mm. And I was starting to hear 
these things during uh, meetings and over coffees with my friends, and I was just horrified. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, you put up or shut up. And mm. so I decided to get back in the game and, and put up the fight because um, I'm extremely patriotic and our country's future is our children. Amen. No, that's so that's true. What we teach them now is what they become. And so you have to start paying attention. Yes. Yes. Amen. So you went to a meeting. Was it this last week that you went? This past, this past Tuesday. Okay. Tell, tell us what went on at that meeting and what you experienced there. Okay. I will. Well, first of all, the room was very crowded. Okay. There were parents grandparents sitting down, standing room only, and I there was a lot of items on on the agenda. So it took, but it didn't take long to realize they were all there for the same reasons I was there. Right. And we all had our chance to get up. You have three minutes, and as soon as your three minutes is done, you know you, you know, the buzzer goes off, if you will. Right. I saw parents crying, Mm. speaking to these five board members. Yeah. I saw grandparents crying, horrified wow. of what is in these quote-unquote approved books according to the new book policy. So basically what I learned also is there was a book policy that had been established and the school board, almost apparently on their own, have decided to start rewriting the policy. Mm. Because the books became so sexually graphic, they, they the parents, started to fight or at least put an asterisk next to the title, giving the parent a warning (laughs) and an opt-out. Okay. Well, what was going on Tuesday night was with the fact that they were trying to take the asterisk off. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And And there is another, there's a high school newspaper out of Newberry Park High School, and these young gentlemen that are writing the their newspaper claims that these books, almost verbatim, quote-unquote, will help people that have been sexually traumatized to get over it. Hmm. Okay. By reading other books about sexual traumatization. So, in other so words, everybody's got to be brought into this, this sexualization just because some kids have. So now they're saying, you know, let's get everybody involved and, and basically sexualize everybody. Is that is that what they're saying? Basically, it is true, but it, it goes just a little bit deeper than what we would call sexual orientation. Okay. For example... There is a book uh, that's uh, a proof of the 11th grade reading, mm-hmm. okay? And on pages 162 to 163, it is a graphic description mm. of a man raping his daughter. What? What? Graphic description of a man raping his daughter, and it is in an 11th grade reading book. Oh, my goodness. And one parent... Um, who, uh, I, I mean, I had to leave the room because he verbatim read what, I mean, I have the words right here. Mm. You, your listeners probably don't want to hear it. Yeah. But it covers every aspect of that act. It covers every biological description of every bodily part. Mm. And it's just, and it's horrible. And it's just, it's horrible. But one man read it verbatim. Mm. And, and not for the shock value, but to, to appeal to the board, say, this is in a book. Right. Why would so why why is it even there, and why won't you put an asterisk? But to honestly, Todd, I left the room. Wow. wow. I I am very sensitive to things in, in the spirit, and I did not want to hear it. I've already read it, mm. and I just left the room. But I'll tell you what, 
of other parents walked out of the room as well. And then when this man was done reading this part of the novel, mm. we all walked back in. It was horrifying. Mm. Now, is this a required reading, Linda? Is this something they're required to read? All I can tell you is it's on the approved 11th grade reading list. It's right. a book called The Bluest Eye. Okay. Okay. And so, again, I have all of the the language. But parents were simply saying, okay, first of all, you're dictating to us what you think our kids should read. Right. So now we're asking you to compromise, put an asterisk, which you won't do. Right. And with all of the 35 parents and grandparents that spoke Tuesday night, Mm-hmm. Do you know that we still lost four to one? Mm. Wow. So, so in other words, mm-hmm. it, it it ended up going through after you guys showing up there. It still went through. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Both yeah. both amendments or whatever you want to call it for the same reason. Mm. Uh, both both went through. In, in other words, the parents lost. Wow. Wow. I see. I don't even know any of these things because you're not hearing people report on this stuff. You know, this is incredible. And how many other board meetings across the state are happening and similar things are happening, right? I mean, where parents are coming out, they're concerned, uh, Christian parents, Jewish parents, you know, people are concerned. They're coming out to voice their uh, disgust and distaste with this curriculum, and then it's still getting approved. Is that what you're saying just happened here? Basically. Wow. Wow. In other words, I don't know who owns the school boards anymore. Hmm. They are clearly, they are clearly against the will of the parents. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Wow. Wow. Clearly went in with their minds already made up. Hmm. And it's time to get the picket signs, get the protest signs out there and start protesting and making people more aware. We had veterans there. I, I mean, we had all kinds of ethnicities there. Mm-hmm. We had uh, people who have immigrated to our country there. We've had people that have worked hard, like I have as a single parent, mm-hmm. to raise our children as good citizens. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, clean cut human beings, if you will. Yeah. It's just, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it can be really discouraging when you hear, you know, this type of reporting. And, I, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is to raise awareness and to get more people involved. I can tell you that I have read some reporting on the state level where they say there has been a large uh, pushback from parents and that they are looking to amend some of the rules and some of the things in the curriculum. So I think there has been some, you know, extensive pushback, um, but there's not enough, Linda. And this is the problem. Now, there's per coalition. There's people that are, you know, regularly in Sacramento that I know that are friends of the program, you know, pastors, ministers, coalitions, activists. Uh, But again, it's not enough. And what I want Christians to understand is this is part of a greater agenda. And it's, it's, you know, people will say, well, that's intolerant of you. It's hateful of you. And if you just listen to the program we had two or three days ago, you know, you will hear my uh, opinion and, you know, how we believe as far as, you know, sin is sin and we love people. And I said that people that are in the LGBTQ lifestyle are welcome to visit our church. They're welcome to attend. And we're not going to kick them out or hate them or, you know, call out their sin above, you know, adultery and pornography and other sins. But at the same time, we're not going to back down on calling sin a sin. And that's the thing and we're not we're not so the thing is what what we're concerned about here is and I heard somebody in the clip say you know there's no one that's teaching about Jesus Christ in the in the schools that's not required curriculum that's not something so you know there should be a fairness if that if if one lifestyle choice is being put above another that's not fair so even the left which again this state is a one-party rule state 
you know, one of the things they champion on the left is being tolerant and diverse. And yet, why is Christianity, Linda? Have you seen Christianity being taught in the public schools? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. So it seems to me that there is a stigma and an agenda here. And for me as a parent, you know, I think, and I think every parent would agree with this. You know, I want to be the one. I want to be the one, Linda, to be able to talk about the birds and the bees. I want to be the one uh, to teach, you know, we believe strongly in biblical morality and values. So I want to be able to teach my daughter, you know, from our belief system, which we believe and from a biblical worldview, you know, and when she's ready, it doesn't need to be fourth grade or third grade where, you know, you're putting these thoughts into, I can think, I mean, I'm a product of the California school system, but when I was in the school system, it was much, much different i mean this is many many years ago right you know so i didn't have this type of sexualization in fact i honestly linda to be honest with you didn't really even think about these things until probably the later years of junior high and the beginning of high school and at that time i went to people in my life in my church my parents i think it was my father that i went to my grandfather so that was how i was introduced to uh some of these topics i i'll tell you right now i don't want some teacher who i don't even know uh in third grade talking to my very young you know very innocent young daughter about these very sexual perverse things and i think this should be you know infuriating to parents to hear this i don't know like why you said we're not out there with with picket signs and you know doing more so you're an involved parent grandparent what what can people do linda if they want to get involved well the same things that I'm already starting to do for myself, because I, I believe you got to put your money where your mouth is. So um, I'm organizing right now with some uh, strong parents about holding a protest, okay? okay? I've also spoken to them. They said, look, this is the last school board meeting of May. We have the whole summer now to strategize what to do when school kicks back in. It's not a time to take the break. It's a time to strategize. Yes. It's the time to get out there and do something. It's the time to you know, grab the people together who really mean what they say and function accordingly to stop sexualizing our children. Mm. And so that is something that I'm already working on. You know, doing letters to the editor. Yeah. You know, I've already had one letter posted, printed in the acorn. I am about to take my speech, quote unquote, that I spoke on Tuesday night to the board. I'm going to print it out and I'm going to send it to the acorn because this is what I said. You know, get the news people involved. Yes. You know, expose, expose the, I'm sorry, I wouldn't say it the way I feel. I'm going to expose the criminality behind what this school board is doing. Right. It is. It's not the only school board. It's criminal. It is criminal. Let Let me tell you something that I spoke, said to them, if I may, on Tuesday night. Please. Is that okay? Yes, All right, please. so I'm going to read you just a little excerpt uh, of what I said. Yeah, you read my so mind. I was going to ask you to do that. <laughs> so go ahead, do it, please. Uh, okay, okay. So, you know, I introduced myself and everything, and I, I feel like when I got up to the podium, like something just happened, and this bold voice came out, and, yeah. and I had just prayed before it, they called my name. But I just said I came here and because I... I am all for diversity, yeah. but not at the sake of our children's innocence and purity. Yes. That culture is working very hard to desensitize our children, and apparently they have also desensitized the school board. Hmm. I consider the book that The Bluest Eye by Tommy Morrison to be nothing less than soft porn. Yeah. Pages 162 to 163 depict a father raping his child. Why is this even in school? It is a graphic teaching 
for children how to have sex or certainly what it feels like and desire it. It doesn't belong in a child's education. And then what do you do when you start getting excited as a child? I said, the Bible says, do not awaken love before it's time. Right. Let me read to you the California Penal Code, 261.5 PC, statutory rape. Hmm. The code says that sex between two minors, regardless of their age, under 18, is not legal. So is this where you want thousands of children to go? According to the Department of Justice stats, 23% of sexual assault offenders start under the age of 18. I am a woman who loves her country, and its future is its children. So I will close this. Do you want our children to go to jail, or do you want them to go to college? There you go. Yep. Yep. Amen. No, I mean, that's well-written and, uh, you know, factual, uh, intelligent, and it makes sense. It's common sense, Linda. And, uh, you know, as I sit here and I think about, you know, just what what they're trying to do here, I'm going to tell you something. We have, uh, you know, people in the gay community that write us, and, you know, I know people that are that are friends of, of ours, you know, through work and, you know, different things that are in the gay community. And so I just, you know, I'm going to speak to them right now because, I, you know, I often hear them tell me, hey, Todd, Pastor Todd, we feel like, you know, God doesn't love us or, you know, Christian community hates us. And I'm going to tell you, I've had this discussion, Linda, with with many people in the gay community, and they're outraged. There are people that are in the gay community that are actually outraged. Now, not not all of them, okay, not all of them, but some, because they say, listen, let's just take away, we're not saying that we're not oppressed, you know, they have their own views and and feelings of how they feel, but, but they say, we still don't believe that a child should be sexualized. So... This isn't just Christians. This isn't just Jews. This isn't just people that are, you know, more conservative leaning. This is, you know, a, a broad spectrum of people that are saying this is lunacy. This is insanity. And that's what it is. And for us to just take this sitting down, I think is, is absolutely crazy. I mean, I'll tell you, I didn't even know as much as I do now after hearing what you're saying today, Linda. And I'm, I'm infuriated. Now, in a righteous anger, I'm not going to go out there and do something violent or anything. We don't ever advocate that. But I think we need to do more. And it starts in the pulpit. I always say this. It starts in the pulpit. We as the church need to rise up. There's so many Christians in California. There's so many Christians around our nation, in Canada, in Australia. There's a big move of God. In Europe, I'm hearing amazing things that God's doing out there. South America. But yet there is an agenda that's being pushed on our young people. And it will have an effect on a generation. And now is the time. It's it's already late. You know, as T.D. Jakes would say, it's high time. It's high time now. We need to make a move now on this uh, situation. And uh, so, you know, why don't you just close us out, Linda? Tell us some closing thoughts and uh, what else is on your heart before we end the show today. Okay, so I will have to tell you the one thing that emotionally has rocked me to the core since Tuesday night was a grandfather that went to the podium that was so emotional crying so hard, Todd, Mm. he couldn't even get his words out. How could you do this to my grandchildren? How could you do this to these people? How can you not listen to these parents? And then he demanded to know how each and every one of those school board members voted in the past for this book policy. He was holding them accountable. Yeah, yeah. So I took notes of all the names, and I'm going to go back and do the research. How everyone, I know the woman who voted on behalf of the parents. Yeah. So safe to say the other four clearly did not. Okay. Um, but I want to just, I want to end with this. I am in complete agreement with you. Where, where, where's the church? Yes. The, the reason why everything in our government, everything in the public forum, 
is in the condition that it's in is because the church sat down on its butt, excuse my French, (laughs) over the last 20, 30, 40 years and just watched everybody do what they did. Yes. And now we're at a place where you're right, it's not too late, but it could have been a lot easier Mm. if the church kept itself involved in public government affairs. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and those are my last thoughts. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I, I continue to, you know, um, talk about this article. Sixty-four percent of pastors that were afraid to speak the full Bible from the pulpit, and I think that is disgraceful. And you know, I, well, look, I'm part of the body of Christ, so I'm not sitting here pointing a finger. But at the same time, I think we all need to rise up. We can't be fearful in speaking the truth of the Word of God. We have to preach the full Word of God. We do it in love. Uh, but, you know, people brought correction to me uh, when I was a rebellious teen. <laughs> you know, people brought correction to me in my early 20s. And that's what led me uh, to be the person I am today. I'm far from perfect. Uh, but at the same time, I believe the Lord did something in my life. And there were people that were bold enough to speak out in truth. And so, Linda, you're one of those people. Uh, I just want to thank you for your boldness before we go i got about a minute or two left here uh do you believe that we should homeschool or or should we stay in the school system and continue to fight i mean what's the strategy okay i do believe in homeschooling but that's not for everybody clearly because i've lived that okay secondly i believe our children should go to public schools because we pay the taxes for their education however i am all for filing a class action lawsuit against the state of california that if they insist on making us pull our children out to privately educate them, then we should get a rebate on our taxes. There you go. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea to me. Uh, I fully agree with you. And again, I will just uh, you know make a plea here. This isn't a Republican issue or even a conservative issue. I want to make that clear. Uh, this particular right. issue, we should be able to hold you know lock arms and everybody in the church, whether you're even whether you define yourself as a liberal Christian. You know, we've had that debate before. That's not today's debate. But I really want you to think about this. Are you okay with your daughter, your son, your granddaughter, your grandson being sex? at a young age and hearing this type of teaching from a stranger, not from you, not from a trusted church member. I'm talking about from a stranger, from somebody in the school system, from the government. I say no. Linda, thank you so much for standing up for truth. I appreciate this. It was a powerful interview. I think you've made some valid points. And before we go, will you just pray for the audience and for the young people? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for the privilege and the honor to speak the heart that you've given me in these affairs of of the world. Father, I ask you bless Pastor Todd and everything he's doing to bring awareness to the to the church and to the non-church goers, because everybody needs to simply hear the truth in all matters. Father, I pray over your young people, Lord God. They are our future. They are your children, and your Bible is very clear about how much you love these little ones. So, Father, I ask you protect them at all costs during schooling. The parents would stand up, and teachers would start listening to the parents' authority. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, Linda, very powerful. Thank you so much for being a guest. If you could just hold on one second, and we'll be back with more Remnant Radio.